Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. God is good. Listen, I, I enjoy, you can be seated. I, I enjoyed the message Pastor Matt preached last week, transformation. You know, right now there's such a misunderstanding when people get saved. I don't know what they think. It's almost like you, uh, you just change clubs or you change your way of thinking. But when you look at the scriptures, repentance, you're baptized into his death and you're filled with the Holy Spirit. There's an absolute miracle of transformation. All of a sudden, you lay down the old nature and you pick up a new nature. Nature is the nature of our Father God. It's a miracle. It is an absolute miracle. But uh, sometimes, you know, the last days, the Bible said they'll have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. There's some folks that they, they get baptized, they go down wet and come up wet. But if you can believe what the Bible says, you'll go down an old man and come up a new man. So I really appreciate the message that Pastor Matt preached last week because it needs to be preached more and more. And everybody said, amen. amen. Uh, I, I want to go to one scripture uh, in the book of Proverbs really quick. You know, God's given us so much and we enjoy so little. <laughs> a lot of it has to do with our thinking, Amen. But God wants to change you. You know why? Because you are going to impart to your children and to the next generation. You understand? Information is not transformation. It just isn't. I'm sorry. But then you begin to meditate in God's word. Then you become like a tree planted. And you bring forth fruit. And you prosper. The word of God is so powerful, but... Uh, I think it's in one of the prophets. God said, I'm going to send a famine, but not of meat, not of bread, but a famine for the word of God. And right now, we are, right now we're so, how can I say this? It just seems like people just don't seem to understand or know the scriptures. Amen? So, you know, when we started, I mean, you know, we started with the first principles is this thick. You know? And then we went to kingdom growth. I mean, Unless you really, really keep after in a good way that we need to keep going. We need to keep growing. We, the, the word of God sends his word to heal us. Well, then we need to know about it, the word as much as we can because it's not just physical healing. God wants to heal people mentally. He wants to empty the psychic wards. He wants to empty the, 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 the mental hospitals. He sends his word to heal, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, every way. God sends his word to heal your marriage. God sends his word to heal your family. Because God wants, he wants us to really enjoy days of heaven on earth. That's what it says in Proverbs. Anyway, praise God. Uh, uh, let's put that first scripture on because uh, kind of <clears throat> along to what we said here. <sighs> I think verse, uh, the verse before that, my son, attend to my words. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are medicine. They're life unto those that find them, and medicine to all their flesh. I mean, this is part. And by the way, it doesn't cost you a big deal. You mean you you go get pills today, and you got problems. I mean, you know, you almost have to mortgage your house to buy medication. But not in the Bible. It's free for those who will receive it and believe in it. Amen? 
Amen. So I thought, wow, could we just, my son, attend to my words. Pay attention. Pay attention. You know, it's funny, but we do this for everything else in life. If you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, whatever you want to be, I mean, you really spend time. I mean, you spend hours. One of my, my grandson became a doctor. Well, he would spend six hours a day studying. Six hours a day. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, and so now all of a sudden, it's hard for us to read the Bible. You know why? Because the devil hates the word of God. And he hates you finding out about it. Because he knows that when you find out what the Bible says, you're going to receive healing. You're going to, the Bible says the, the lamp, it's, the, the word of God is a lamp to our feet, light to our to let you know where you are, where you're going. He doesn't want you to know that. And so he is really, that's what he does. He is a thief. He's come to rob, kill, and destroy. That's what it's all about with him. Amen? And so uh, we need to kind of just uh, shake ourselves and say, wait a minute. Now we know the plan of the enemy. We know how to defeat him. We're going to read the Bible. We're going to meditate on the word. We're going to memorize the word. We're going to sleep the word. We're going to eat the word. We're going to burp the word. Amen? I'm sorry I came back from my hippie a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen. I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. Give you a little idea of the warfare that we're in here. Ah, yes. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Listen, everybody say it now. Warfare. Weapons. <laughs> That's mighty. Mighty through God. So let's find out what they are. If these are mighty weapons, then let's find out what they are. Well, this is what it says. Casting down. Imaginations. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I think if we look at that, we find that, that there's, it starts with thoughts. Thoughts, imaginations. Amen? Then high things. What's high things? Feelings. Feelings. When a thought takes on a feeling, you're getting ready to be deceived. Amen? Thoughts. Imagination. I, I looked up, I found something um, in a book that Brother Rick recommended, and it was so good, but I couldn't really believe it. But if you go to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11, it talks about putting on the whole armor of God. Amen. And uh, it says, <clears throat> put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. Did ever say wiles? Wiles of the devil. Now, this, these are two words. These are two words, and it's something like this. It means road. With, with a road on the way. So Satan has a road that he travels. In fact, he only has one road that he travels. And so I thought, wow, this is really interesting. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. It's another clue. Well, what, what, what's he doing on this road? Where is, where is he going? Okay, and this word, devices. Okay. We understand his device. We're not ignorant concerning his devices. 
his devices. Well, when you look up the word devices, are you ready for this? It comes from a word meaning mind or intellect. Satan travels one road, and that's to attack your mind. Boy, when you understood this, you know, that's what it says, thoughts, imagination. And so this is where it all starts. But when you know the plan, that this is why God knew, he knew that that's would be our, that would be our battlefield. So he said, listen, I want you to meditate in my word day and night. He knew. I mean, he was, God is so sharp. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I just, I, I love it that God knows what he's doing. And he's telling us. And so he says, listen, Satan is on one road, and that road is to attack your thinking. I go, whoa. Okay. I like what, uh, what God spoke to um, a Cain when, when Cain killed Abel. And, uh, and, and he said, I like it in the living because it's a little better. Because he, when he talks to, to Cain, he said, listen, he said, sin is waiting to attack you. Longing to destroy you, but you can conquer it. And so, yes, the enemy is waiting with his thoughts. Think about it. And so many times our thoughts are related to our feelings. And this is why God sends his word to heal us, to straighten us out. Because our feeling, I don't feel that. Hey, what does that mean? Well, if you let it, it'll... It'll put you in a hospital, <laughs> bring you to a divorce court. But if you let God's word straighten you out, man, it's good. You know, the Bible is so awesome to me. Because So, so we're going to talk about some of the warfare here. Okay, thoughts, imagination. What's imaginations? You get all kinds of things. You know, I don't know about you. When I was a young Christian, I fought in my mind. I fought the thoughts. Are you really saved? Did God really forgive your sins? Did he really love you? Are you anybody home? That was when I, when I was first Christian. You know, I thought, oh, I, I'm not good enough. I, I, can I really? But I had to find out what the Bible says. I went to the scriptures. And so when I, when I read some of the scriptures, it says, God always causes me to triumph in Christ. We are more than conquerors. And I had to use that as a weapon. My weapon against the thoughts that were coming to me as a young Christian. Amen. And then imaginations. This is really good. Reasonings. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Satan can come to you with a thought. He came to Adam and Eve, and he came with a thought. Now, he doesn't have the power to do anything without your permission. So he has to come to your mind so you can say yes or no. And so here it is, Adam and Eve, and the devil came with a thought. Look at the fruit. Doesn't it look good? Well, no. uh, No, no, wait a minute. The reason God doesn't want you to eat the fruit is because you'll be wise. I mean, he's, he's always doing that. He comes with a thought. And he's so good at it. He's been doing it for years, thousands of years. So when he comes with that thought, and it becomes a reasoning. Well, you know, uh, the reason God doesn't want us to eat at the tree is because we'll get knowledge. (laughs) And it worked. It worked. I mean, you know, speculations. Oh, brother. How about this? Arguments. Deceptive fantasies. Oh, 
because I love to preach about marriage because this, this is where it really works a lot, you know. All of a sudden, you've got these reasoning. I mean, what, what would it be like, you know? I mean, I have a wonderful wife, but, you know, sister so-and-so, just, she loves me. I mean, she, she's so wonderful. <laughs> what if she was my wife? What if I were married? I mean, it happens all the time. And unless you have some kind of teaching, you fall for it. And then at the end, you go, what happened? What did I do? Well, because you were hoodwinked. I mean, you know, and so many times, what, what, what the enemy seems to be suggesting is so reasonable. Because what he's saying to me is what I'm feeling. But what, what, what could be wrong? Well, how could it be wrong when it feels so right? Well, it's wrong because God said it's wrong. Yeah, I mean, I know it's simple, but, you know, I mean, I, I, deceptive fantasies? <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know about you, but that's, this is where my battles are. Thoughts, imaginations, and then it says high things. What's a high thing? A high thing is when the thought takes on a feeling. Anybody home? I mean, seriously, Why? And why? Why could it be so wrong when it feels so right? It, I mean, do, why do you think people get divorced? I mean, this is why people, families, marriage breaks up, families break up, why the church has problems. Because there's thoughts. There's thought about the preacher, thought about your brother, sister, husband, wives. There's always thoughts. And you have to know what to know. How do you get rid of those? I mean, how do you overcome those things? And we're going to talk about that because I think that's, what, what, that's where we live. I mean, that's what's important to me. And because some of you have heard this before and, and you really took it to your heart, I, we got some real happy marriages in here. I mean, I mean. You know, listen, listen. If you live it, you can impart it. If you live it, you can impart it. The best thing I ever did growing, growing our children is loving their mother consistently, consistently, consistently. No, no. So, and so now I got three boys that really love their wives. I got a little girl that really loves her husband. Why? Every seed brings forth after its kind. You're going to produce who you are. I don't care what you say. I don't care how intellectual you are. You're going to produce who you are. Amen? And now, if you don't deal with this at the thought, when the thought comes to the door, you need a way to say no. Well, how are you going to say no if you don't know what to say no for? Well, you're going to say no because the Bible says it's written. And God always sends his word to heal us. God said his word is life. It's quick and powerful. It's a living thing. The Bible isn't some dead book. It's living. Man. Now, if you don't take care of the thought, it becomes an imagination. Next thing you know, see, hey, people don't have affairs because it just happened. It happened because they let a thought get into their head. Next thing you know, it became a reasoning, you know, and it's going to keep going. And next thing you know, all of a sudden, I just don't really love my wife like I used to. But sister, so-and-so, I just feel this. You know I, mean? I just get this feel. I mean, there's just a connection. I mean, I just feel. 
No, no. I mean, hey, there are people leaving churches because they don't feel something. I don't feel accepted in the church. I don't feel like people like, what? Anybody. It doesn't happen here, but there are churches where I go where it does happen occasionally. <laughs> Thoughts, imaginations, and all of a sudden, feelings. And then it becomes a stronghold. Fortification. The problem it is when it's a negative thing, it becomes a stronghold against God, against God's word, against what's right. So I said, why can't we turn that around? Why can't we turn around and say, wait a minute, if this is the process to form strongholds, negative strongholds, why can't we reverse the process or take the process and make, turn it around until finally we have good strongholds? Is that all right? And so I said, wow, I thought about that. How about this? Strongholds that build love, joy, peace, faith. I mean, it's all there. Why we talk about faith? Why? Because we want to build a stronghold of faith in your heart. So we talk about, so I'm going to talk about love just a little bit this morning. Not that I've ever talked about it before, but anyway. <laughs> but you have to, and I, I like what it says in, in 1 John 4, 12. In the, in the uh, Williams translation, it says, as we practice loving one another, God lives in us, and his love within us grows ever stronger. But love is something you practice. It has nothing to do with how you feel. It has to do with a command. Love your neighbor. Love your wife. Love your... I mean, it's just a command from God. So therefore, it's a decision. It's something you decide to do. You're going to love your children by disciplining them. Why? Because it's in the book. It tells you what to do. Don't, Don't spare for their crying. Don't let the kid raise himself. And boy, is that, that popular today. And a lot of the movies that even that I like, it's that little kids seems to be smarter than the parents. Well, I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Psalms uh, chapter 1, uh, I think, 1 through 3, I think. Let's try it. Psalms. <clears throat> okay. Blesses the man... Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, and standeth in the way of sinners. Listen to this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law he doth meditate day and night. And he becomes like a tree that's planted, established. That brings forth fruit in its season and prospers. I think that's pretty good. But notice, you know, let me just say this. Information is not transformation. But meditation will bring revelation for transformation. And so, so many times he says, people, but I know. No, no. Do you really know it? To get it from here to here takes meditation. And it's good day and night. When I first became a Christian, I mean, I had little three by five cards with scriptures. That when I was going through something, I'm more than a conqueror. God always causes me to, I mean, always had it there. Whether it, was, whether it was my life, healing, miracles, whatever. I said, I always had the scriptures and I wrote it down because I couldn't always remember them. I don't know about you, but when you get right in the midst of a fight, 
You're, not, you're a little confused. So I'd pull out that three. It is written, it is written, it is written. And I okay, overcame the devil like Jesus did. He, he gave us the example. I said, okay, that sounds good to me. And so meditation, you see, you, re, meditation brings revelation for transformation. I wish it happened simpler. I think just because you know something, it's fine. It's, no, no, no. You know, you're going to meditate. You're going to keep thinking about it. You're going to think and you keep meditating. And it gets from your head to your heart. Whew. How about this? And then <laughs> speaking, you know, I mean... I, it's good to think, but then you got to watch your words. you got to watch your words. The power of life and death is in the tongue. I mean, it's in there. And God tries to tell us. It's amazing how God, with his word and through his word, tries to help us. Help us to have life and life more abundant. He wants us to be healed. He wants to be bl- us to be blessed. But it comes through his word. And if we don't know what's going on here, amen. The power of life. Think about it. Thou art snared with the words of your mouth. How about this? You're taken captive with the words of your mouth. I liked it when uh, I look back now and I see we're in a playground and some mother comes out and says to her her kid, watch your mouth, kid. Well, she didn't know it, but she was really spiritual. We thought she was being mad and she's upset. No, she was really sharp. Watch your mouth. Your mouth is going to get you in trouble. Now, all the husbands, give me a big amen here. (laughs) Does this dress make me look fat? Careful. 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 Honey, do you think I'm gaining weight? Careful. Careful. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, and you're you're going to be stupid enough to shoot yourself in the foot. What's the matter with you? You don't have to lie, but on the other hand, you know, you need to watch what you're saying. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. I'm glad we're talking about where people live anyway. That's really, really good. Amen. <laughs> Think about it. And then the acting, of course. This is really, really. It's one thing to think. And then you say, but then you have to do. You've got to be doers of the word. And I hear, because if you're not doers of the word, but hearers only, you deceive yourself. So you've got to walk it out. You just can't believe it and say, no, no, you've got to walk it out. Amen? <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, when it comes to things, I don't know about you, but I, I do have negative thoughts. Why? Because everybody is tempted. Everybody. Everybody. God was tempted. Jesus was tempted in all points like me, but he was without sin. Everybody is tempted. Amen? So when you become a Christian, it doesn't mean you're all super duper next thing. You don't think. Any- no, no. You're gonna, there's going to be a battle. What you have to learn, when, when he knocks, send faith to the door. I don't feel saved, but it's written. Yeah, come on. I don't feel say, hey, I don't feel in love with my wife. It's written. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. And I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I mean, <laughs> thinking, thinking, thinking. So if there's a negative thought, reverse it. Take the negative, reverse it. He's always trying to do stuff like that. But if we get, if we get sharp enough, get in the word enough, we can reverse everything. 
Jesus, you're hungry. Turn this stone into bread. It's written. He reversed it. It's written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word. And he's our example. Amen. Set a, set a watch at the door of your mouth. It's in the scriptures. you got to watch what you're saying. I mean, that's all there is to it. You know, I don't know about you, but been married long enough to know that after a little season, after a while, you, th- you think twice. You know, you, something comes to you, and, you, and it says, be real honest. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this edifying or not? Is this going to build my wife or my husband up or not? Is this going to build my children up or not? You know, I, I, I feel so sorry with parents that they just say some of this stuff about their kids. You're stupid. Careful. The Bible said, whoever will say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the, heart, into the sea, and should not doubt in his heart, he's going to have what he said. We've got to be careful. A lot of times you end up having what you say. You're dumb. You're stupid. Next thing you know, the kid is bent out of shape. And it has nothing to do with the devil. We blame the devil for so many things that he has nothing to do with. So many times we got in trouble because we opened the door. We didn't keep the door shut. You know, there's keys in the kingdom. Keys that keep the door locked to keep us out of trouble. And the keys that open doors for blessing. And so that's just, amen. Amen. How about feelings? (laughs) We've got to stop, we've got to stop living by feeling. We've got to live by faith, saints. It's written. If, if God said it, and we believe it's going to work. God said it, I believe it, it works. If God said it and we kind of doubt it, it's not going to work. Amen? Think about it. I mean, some of you folks, you know, some of you are married folks, and I'm preaching this mostly to these young folks, because a lot of the folks that have been with us for a while, they're living the life. I mean, I look at some of these guys, and I think they think they died and went to heaven. <laughs> because they're treating their wife so good, and, and the wife is just making him feel like a king. Cut, tut. You know, he just, it's good. God's word works. God's word works. If you're struggling this morning, uh, you might need to come up for prayer. It's, you know, when we bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So some, when we ask people to come to the front, it's, it's not to embarrass you, but on the other hand, we're here to stand with you. One puts a 1,000 to flight, two 10,000. You know what I mean? If we, can be, if we can agree, and we will want to agree with you, whatever your problem is, it doesn't make any difference. You don't have to tell anybody about it. All you do is just come up and say, I need prayer. God knows what you need, and he's going to guide us and help us, and we're going to pray the thing that's going to help you. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. God is good this morning. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. And uh, listen, if, if you need prayer this morning, if, if you're really struggling, you know, some new Christians struggle because they doubt God's love or they doubt the forgiveness that God promises. There are people that are struggling with physical needs. Some are really struggling with mental hassles. I mean, confused and frustrated you know, listen, we need to pray for one another. Right. You know, I thank God for, for, I say, Brother and Sister Crandall, my spiritual parents in the Lord. I'm, I'm convinced they prayed me through a lot of stuff. Yeah, they did. They prayed us through a lot of stuff. 
You know, I'd like to think that it was because, you know, I was good looking and I was sharp. Listen, the reason our marriage worked is because God showed up. And somebody asked him to show up. You know, Brother Crandall looked at me and said, Lord, you've got to help that boy. You've got to help that boy or he's going to be in trouble. And so we want to invite you to come. If you feel like you need prayer, uh, whether you're struggling, whether it's in your personal life or in your marriage, we'd love to agree with you. Come on. Now, we will say this. There's sometimes when it's the enemy. We understand that. There's sometimes when the enemy is attacking your marriage. And you need somebody to agree with you. If any two will agree on earth is touching it, it shall be done. So sometimes you need someone to agree with you in prayer. See, okay, could be your family, children. You know, I wish I could say that all Christians' kids turn out good. But some of them go through a real, and we, we've just experienced this. There's wonderful Christian parents, and they had one of the kids, it just it went through hell. But they kept holding on. They kept agreeing. And God brought their kid through. And there's just sometimes, you know, when you, you really need somebody to, and the enemy wants you to think, hey, you can handle this alone. Careful now. Let's leave what the Bible says. But if I can have someone with me, we can put 10,000 to flight. If I can just have somebody stand with me, it's going to work out. Amen. Father, we want to thank you for the precious blood of Jesus this morning. Thank you, Lord, for uh, Pastor Matt. Thank you for wonderful work that he's doing here. Bless him as he's on the beach or wherever it is. And, Lord, we want to thank you, Lord, that he's continuing to bring the house along. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We pray for those that are coming. All those that, I don't know where the prayer warriors are. I don't know who they are. But we need to make your way to the front here. Could you do that? Those that are praying and agreeing this morning. Whatever your need is this morning. You know, there's not, a, there's not one need that's too small. Not one need. Whatever it is, sometimes the enemy wants you to think that, hey, you're okay, don't worry. No, no. Hey, just get an extra shot. Well, I'm fine. Get an extra shot. Anybody home? I got, I got plenty of gas. Get more. Amen.